apologies about that. I hope we are good now. Um, we were experiencing some technical issues. But just let me know if we are good now. Uh, put that on the comment right now. Just let me know we are good and I can go on. Okay, I'm told that we are good. Okay, welcome, welcome again to the prayer experience. How many times am I going to say welcome? Well, I'm, I've said that. Anyway, please subscribe to our YouTube and uh, channel, uh, Facebook, and other feeds in which we are in. Uh, Daily Talks Media is what you're going to look for. Search one word, Daily Talks Media, on YouTube and on Facebook. Connect with us today as we pray together. Leave a comment, leave a prayer. Let us know um, what God is saying to you. Let us hear from you. Let's know what God is saying to you. If you've got a prayer request, you can leave it and some of the team members will pick that up straight away. Let's go into Thanksgiving. Uh, we don't have a lot of time and we have so much we want to pray about. So let's go straight into Thanksgiving. And the scripture we're using is 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 8. It says, give thanks to the Lord, proclaim his greatness, tell the nations what he has done. Give thanks to the Lord, proclaim his greatness, tell the nations what he has done. You know, it's a commandment from the Lord that we should proclaim what God has done. When we give thanks, we're giving a, a, a voice to the things that God has done in our lives. You know, we're telling ourselves, we're telling the people around us, it's always good to give thanks, always good to shout aloud and tell God what he has done. Many times we're good at saying the things God has not done. We tell the whole world what God has not done. But the minute God does something, we, we go quiet, we forget, we become very humble. And we're like, oh, I'm meek and humble. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want people to know, you know, I just want to keep it to myself. You know, sometimes it's good to shout it aloud. Let people know. You know, when David killed Goliath, the women shouted it loud and clear. It caused David a lot of problems, but I'll tell you those problems were necessary to bring David into the place of kingship. Sometimes it's good to shout aloud what God has done. The question today is what has God done in your life? It's time to shout it in your room, in your house, in your kitchen, outdoor, wherever you are. If you're at work, be discreet about it though, <laughs> but let's give thanks together to the Lord right now and talk about his greatness. Father, we wanna thank you. What a great, great God you are. What an amazing father that you are we thank you for the things that you have done in our lives we bless you thank you bible says in psalm 103 that you forgive us of our sins you heal us of every sickness you redeem our life from destruction thank you for your preservation thank you for the fact that we have been washed and cleansed by the blood of jesus thank you because you gave us the holy spirit thank you because you've given us the kingdom and we are also in your kingdom thank you for the things that you're doing every day in the lives of our parents grandparents in the lives of our children or grandchildren and our family members uncles aunties thank you Thank you, Lord. We, we just bless you. We worship you. Thank you for what you're doing in our nation. For those of us in the United Kingdom, 
We thank you for Boris Johnson. Thank you for the cabinet ministers. Thank you for people in position of authority. Thank you for your blessings over their lives and over this nation. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when you're giving thanks on behalf of your nation, it has nothing to do with whether you are a liberal democrat or you are a conservative or whatever you are in labor party that doesn't matter we just stand as priests and ministers of the lord and we we lift up our nations and we pray for those who are in authority okay let's look at the word very briefly today in genesis chapter 5 i'm looking at the life of this man called enoch the Bible says, after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. I like that translation. They say one day, everybody just kept looking for Enoch and they couldn't find him. Grandpa was gone. Grandpa was nowhere to be found. He's gone. He's disappeared. Nobody knew. The last thing they knew was that he was in close fellowship with God. He was in a close relationship with God. I guess he probably was a man of prayer. I guess he was a man who communed with the Lord. I guess he was a man who spent time, days and weeks and months possibly with God. You know, in them days, people really lived long. He lived 365 years. That was short. That was short. You know, when you talk about people living uh, 965 years, 900 years, 800 years, he lived just 360 years. That was, that was very, very short. But, you know, quantify it he lived 360 years he spent 300 years walking with the lord what's the percentage of his life that he gave to god and that is my challenge to us today um what is the percentage of our life that we give to god what is the percentage of our time that we give to god what is the percentage of our devotion our dedication that we give to god I mean, we need sometimes to take account. The Bible says, teach us to number our days so we can apply our hearts to wisdom. The Bible is saying that we should be able to account for our time, the time we spend. What is the amount of time you spend watching television or doing something else or following after something else that you really love, which is legitimate? Some of these things are good. There's nothing wrong with them. But I tell you, if we spend more time with other things than we do with the Lord, if we spend more time following and worshiping other things than we do with God, then we are in big, 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 big trouble. My moment of reflection today is to say to us, what are the things we need to cut off from our lives? What are the things we need to give up? You know, Nigel and I were speaking before yesterday's uh, 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 broadcast. We didn't get into it, but Nigel will share the next time he comes on. He was talking about his love for sports and the time he spent on sports. And one day he made a decision and he said, Lord, I want to spend more time for you. Nothing wrong with sports, but he just made a choice. And he said, I want to spend more, much of my time with you. And what a beautiful decision that is. 
I tell you, you can make up your mind right now. I want to spend more time with the Lord. I want to give most of my affection and de uh, devotion to the Lord. I want to worship God in spirit and in truth. I want to worship God with all my heart and with all my life. Pray with me wherever you are. Father, right now, we come as intercessors. We come as prayer warriors. And, and we, we just want to turn our back on those things that, that take our time, that take our devotion and take our affection and take away what is meant for you. You said, give unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar, but give to God that which belongs to God. We want to give what belongs to God to God. We want to give him our heart. We want to give him our devotion. We want to give him our worship. We want to give him our life. We want to lay our life on the altar. We want to say, God, here we are. Here we are. Like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let that be, God, our experience in days, in weeks, in months to come. We may not disappear like Enoch disappeared, but we want to disappear into you. That when people think about us, they think about us as people who love God and people who worship God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's let's we begin to pray, and that that takes me into what we're praying really for the church. I want us to pray that same prayer for the wider church, the wider body of Christ, that, and that is for a deeper walk with God. And look at what the Bible says in 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 Colossians chapter two and verse six. It said, "Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, is a walk." in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin. You know, what the Bible is saying there is that it's not just enough that we are Christians. We've got to live like one. <laughs> You've told everybody you're a Christian, then live like one. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't just say it, act it, behave like one. Let your character reflect that you are a Christian. Let people be able to count on you that you are who you say you are. You are genuine and, and, and you, you put your mouth where your pocket is and, and you do what is right in line with the scriptures. Let people be able to vouch for your character, vouch for your nature that you are a Christian. That's what we want to pray for the church. We want to pray for the body of Christ right now. Join me as we pray that our brothers and sisters and pray for the church in your nation, pray for the church in my nation. We want to pray for the body of Christ. Listen, when we're talking about the church, understand this, understand this. When we're talking about the church, we're talking about you and I. Those of us, all of us in the world that believe in Jesus and, 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 and have given our lives to him, we are the church. The church is the body of Christ. It doesn't matter whether you're African, European, or Indian, or whatever you are. If you believe in Jesus and you follow him with your heart, you are a Christian, you, you are the church. I am the church. You are the church. Together, we are the church. So we're praying for ourselves that, listen, we don't just want to say we are Christians. We want to live like it. We want to practice it. We want to act like it. Can we pray together right now? Father, in Jesus' name, 
we pray we pray for every one of our brothers and sisters across the world we pray for the church in nigeria the church in pakistan the church in india the church in iran we pray for the church in the united kingdom the church in the united states we pray for our brothers and sisters lord that as we have believed on jesus and received him into our heart as our lord and our savior lord we pray that we will walk in him there will be something of a symmetry in what we say and how we live that there will be no difference between what we say and how we live our lives that the way we live our lives will correspond with our confession of faith and believe and trust in the lord jesus christ we want to pray that right now where we've gone astray where we've missed it where we're walking in error father that you will open our eyes open our eyes correct us open our eyes and correct us and lead us back onto the part of righteousness in the name of Jesus because of your love for us that you will do your work in and within us do your work in our heart and and help us Lord help us help the church help us as individuals and help us collectively as a people in the mighty name of Jesus amen want to pray for leadership in the church when i'm in leadership leadership at all level want to pray for people who are pastors people who are evangelists people who are ministers of the gospel want to pray for people who who lead children work who lead the youth work want to pray for people who at, at different times in their lives they leave they lead a home group or a house group or a cell group or whatever you call it want to pray for people who stand as leaders in the church, not just the pastors, but everyone who has leadership role, leadership responsibility, even those who come online and do things online, they have leadership responsibility. They are speaking into the lives of certain individuals. That's leadership. I want to pray for everyone in a position of leadership in the church. Look at what 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5 says. It says, But you, Keep your head in all situations. It says, endure hardship. Do the work. I, I like to put it as, do the work that God has called you to do, okay? In Timothy's case, it says, do the work of an evangelist. Timothy was an evangelist, and Paul was admonishing him, do the work that God has called you to do. Don't try to do what somebody else is doing. Don't try to copy somebody else. Just Focus on your calling, okay? So we're praying for leadership at all levels. It says discharge all the duties of your ministry. So we're praying that. Pray that for your pastor. Pray that for the evangelists, missionaries, people who are in far countries, you know, doing mission, people who are in our homeland doing mission. Pray for people at all levels of leadership in the church. That number one, it says they will keep their head in all situations. They will not lose their head. They will not lose their cool. They will be patient. They will be loving. They will be kind. Number two, it says pray that they will endure hardship. And we know this is this this time in our world is, is a difficult time. It's a challenging time, you know, even for the church, because the church is not, you know, as Christians, you and I, we're not, we're not, we're not immune from what is going on around us, okay, in the sense that we, we're still in lockdown. The government says there's a lockdown, we're still in lockdown. 
and and so many things that happen in our community affects us one way or the other but you know we have a god who is our shield who is our rock and that's what we should focus on so it says endure hardship you know in hard situations don't give up don't break down stand strong in faith trusting god to take to pull you through it says do the work of an evangelist in other words focus on the calling of god upon your life and then discharge all the duties of your ministry ministry means service to serve god and to serve humanity can we pray that right now i know that's a lot of prayer points but lord we pray in the name of jesus we pray for the church we pray for people in positions of of leadership we pray for youth workers people who run youth ministry we pray for those who work with the the the, the older people the elderly people people who minister to care homes and and people who do all kinds of things in the name of christ people who go into schools and universities we pray for all kinds of leadership we pray for people who are pastors we pray for people who are prophets we pray for apostles we pray for uh, missionaries we pray for uh, 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 men and women who are standing we even pray for people who are not recognized okay in any local church but they are doing amazing things for the lord maybe in parachurch ministry or in community work these are still leaders in the church we pray lord that they will keep their cool they will keep their head they will be patient they will be loving they will be kind we also pray for them to to learn to endure hardship as good soldiers of the lord jesus christ that they will learn to be able to withstand even difficult situations and challenging situations we pray that every one of us will stand in the calling of god for our lives we will not be distracted we will not become father god we will not become a, a jealous of other people but we will we will respect the call of god upon our own lives and we will function in our own ministry we'll celebrate other people who are doing well we will encourage other people who are doing well but we will focus on what you have called us individually to achieve in our lives because the head is important the hand is important the legs are important in a body and we are the body of christ each of us we are one member but we are we have different different functionalities we have different assignment lord help us different different members but one body father we thank you we give you all of the praise that you will we pray for unity in the church we pray that the church of jesus will learn to love walk in love walk in agape love forgiving one another and 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 walking with patience and endurance and long suffering and the fruits of the spirit will be exhibited in our lives we pray the holy spirit you will have your way in our lives individually and collectively thank you holy spirit thank you lord in the name of jesus amen you know the most powerful prayer you can pray is that the holy spirit will have his way in all that we do okay i always tell people the church does not belong to me 
the church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, I am building my church. Only Christ has the audacity to say, it's my church. We are part of that church. What a privilege. Quickly, we're still praying for the church. We're praying for the persecuted church. I want to remember our brothers and sisters in Iran, our brothers and sisters in North Korea, in China, in parts of India, in Pakistan, yeah, yeah, in Pakistan, in northern Nigeria, in those places, Mozambique, Congo, these are very difficult places that you can practice Christianity. And I want us to remember them. Look at that scripture in the book of Psalms, chapter 34 and verse 19. It said, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. It said, the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Some of them might not be able to leave their place of birth. You know, I know people in northern Nigeria who were born. That's where their great, 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 great grandparents were born. That, that's their homeland. But it's just that they are minority and surrounded by people who hate Christians. Where do you want them to go? That's their homeland. They, they have no other place. That's where they've got their farmlands. That's where they've got their homes. That's where they've got their family members. Where do you want them to go? I mean, it's a difficult situation. It's not as easy as ABC, pick up your things and then leave and go away. If everybody goes away like that, then we're ceding ground to the enemy. We have brothers and sisters in Iran who are suffering persecution, in India who are suffering persecution, in Pakistan who are suffering persecution. Not everybody can leave their homeland because there's nowhere to go to, <laughs> except you get a visa and travel out of that country. And sometimes that's not even possible. You know, I want us to pray for them. In North Korea, for example, what do you do? What do you do? But God can intervene in those micro situations. God can intervene and show his grace and show his mercy and bring deliverance in those situations. Can we pray right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just remember our brothers and sisters who every day, they are laying down their lives. They are laying down their lives every day, literally. They wake up in the morning, they have no guarantee that something will not happen to them before the end of the day. And their lives are constantly at risk because they are targeted. They've got the mark behind them, the, 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 the death sentence behind them, just because they are Christians. And these are the people right now we're praying for. We remember them because Jesus Christ, this is your heart. Your heart is always with the persecuted church. You you always with them. You said, will he, will you not uh, uh, speedily avenge them because they cry out unto you night and day and night and day and night and day in hong kong uh, in north korea in china in 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 those places in in in, in india in, in pakistan in indonesia in parts of Asia where it's so, so difficult. Father, we pray even for Christians who are the, the underground church in places like Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, in Saudi Arabia, in Qatar, in the name of Jesus, that you will bring deliverance in micro situations, bring deliverance, bring peace, bring rescue for them, Lord, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. And quickly we'll pray because our time is gone. Quickly we're going to pray that the nations will repent. I think that's the key prayer to pray when you're praying for the persecuted church. is so that the people who persecute Christians, not that they will die and go to hell. That's not our prayer. But that they will turn around and know the Lord. Look at that scripture. It said, I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Can you see that? Every human being on earth, the price has been paid when Jesus died on the cross. That scripture was written to Israel when they went into disobedience from God. And God said, listen, I still love you. Turn around and turn to me. Turn around, turn to me. I'm not waking up. I mean, God doesn't sleep, so there's no waking up. But God is saying, when you wake up, I'm not, I'm not looking for ways to kill you. I'm looking for ways to forgive you. I'm looking for ways to have mercy upon you. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for every human being that ever lived that will ever leave, you know, Jesus paid the price, but people do not know. So I want us to pray quickly that people will recognize what Jesus has done for them. Even those people who persecute Christians, we do not curse them, but we pray that they will recognize the love of God. They will turn around. We want to see them turn around and receive the mercy and the grace that Jesus has made available for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to pray, Lord, for people in our world today who don't know you. People in our world today who are still cynical about the gospel, cynical about redemption stories, cynical about the, 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 the salvation stories, cynical about the things of Christ. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will repent and turn around. Even here in the United Kingdom, even in the United States and Canada, places where you will think people should just easily, easily access the gospel. People don't know what he has done for them, that you will open their eyes spiritually, open their ears spiritually, open their hearts spiritually. And in nations of the world, we pray in Africa, in the Middle East, in the Far East, in Asia, we pray, let hearts be open to receive the salvation that has already been achieved for them on the cross of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. One final prayer. Let's pray for young people finally, and then we'll finish. We want to pray for young people. And you know, yesterday we had that uh, daily talks with Nigel Turton and, and seeing the incredible work that Raymond Inibadan, Betlada is doing, reaching out to young people. And I just felt this week, let's pray for the whole of this week. Let's pray for young people in the United Kingdom, in Pakistan, in Nigeria. Let's pray for young people. God has a plan for young people. God always loves young people and he wants them to know him and understand him. Look at what the psalmist say here in Psalm 71 verse 17. It says, since my youth, God, you've taught me and to this day 
I declare your marvelous deeds. The, 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 the psalmist here said, when I was a young man or a young woman, you taught me your ways. I want us to pray. Pray for young people in your family. If you've got teenagers in your family, pray for them, that God will break through to them and teach them his ways. Pray right now. We don't have a lot of time, so let's just do that in one minute, and then daily is finished, okay? Father, in Jesus' name. We want to pray for young people in our homes, in our families. We pray that you will unveil yourself, unpack yourself to them. We pray, Lord, that you unravel yourself to them. Let them know you. Let them know you. Pray for young people in our family, in our community, in our nation. Lord, we refuse to give up on the next generation. We refuse to give up on the next generation. We refuse to give up on the next generation. You will raise up prayer warriors. You will raise up evangelists. You will raise up missionaries. You will call them. Even like the psalmist said, you will teach them your ways. And Isaiah said, you will mentor them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give thanks to God for answered prayers before we go. Father, we thank you for answering our prayers today on this platform. Thank you for the faithfulness of everyone that comes in day in, day out. People who are there constantly praying along with us. Thank you for their faithfulness and their commitment. We ask that you will bless them and bless their homes and bless their families. You will cause that the desire of their heart that is in line with your will and your purposes will come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being with me, everyone, today. Tomorrow I'm back. <clears throat> One of the guys will be with me, either Paul or um, Nigel will be with me tomorrow. And then during the week, we have Dumebi, and later on, we have Jane leading us in prayer. But I so appreciate every one of you. Thank you for your faithfulness and commitment. Remember, remember, audio podcast available. But anyway, I got to go. Time is gone. Thank you, everyone. See you tomorrow, 2 p.m. See the Lord, I am.